So we turn to uh, Judges uh, chapter 2. And here we see uh, really a, a second introduction. Uh, the first few uh, chapters uh, of the book of Judges gives that overall uh, view. Just going over really the, the cycle of, uh, of what God has uh, commanded and promised. And then, well, how do the people respond? And then how does God evaluate what the people have done. And uh, Judges chapter 1 and Judges chapter 2 are really uh, two introductions. Just to say, going over uh, what is happening uh, to uh, the children of God in this time. For they know that God has promised and commanded them to obey him, to follow him, to bow down and worship him, to cast aside all other idols. And so then the promise is given, if thou wilt do this, if do this, then I will be with you always. You'll be in this land of milk and honey you've been placed into. But then also comes the uh, the curse if they do not follow. And so then, as we go through the book of Judges, we see, well, how do the people come up to this promise and command? How do they do? And so as we go through the book of Judges, you find that uh, they go through that cycle where uh, they fall away. They go a-whoring. They uh, fall away from uh, the worship of the Lord God Almighty, the great I Am, and they uh, go after the false idols of the um, of the people that uh, they are dwelling with of these lands in these new lands that has been given to them because we realize that they have not done what they were set out to do, which was to cleanse the land so that their land would be pure, so they would not be have any reason to compromise or have any reason why someone would come alongside or they would be able to intermarry. And so therefore we see them fall away and so the judgment of God comes upon them. And then they cry out to God and God nevertheless sends a judge and then they come back. And then the judge dies and then they go whoring again and they fall away again. This cycle repeats itself over and over and, and over How will they live up to this command that God has given them? And we realize very uh, quickly that the reason why uh, that they fall away the way that they do is because they did not do what the Lord God had commanded them, not that many years previously which we read just in a few uh, uh, books previously in, uh, in Deuteronomy. And we turn to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 4, and where uh, we uh, have these uh, uh, commands of, of, the, of the Lord God Almighty, don't we? Where uh, we, we see that uh, the Lord God comes upon his, his people and he says, this is who I am. This is what I have done for you. And so therefore, uh, obey me, obey my commands. And Sorry, Deuteronomy chapter 6 from verse 4. 
is what we're looking at. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. Sorry about that. And we see there, first and foremost, don't we? Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And the failure of the, of the people was that they did not know God. It was the failure of the, 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 the Israelites was not passing on to their children who the Lord God Almighty was and what he had done for them and what he had done for them. And so therefore the children grew up without any sense of loyalty to God. They violated, therefore, the, this, this command promise, the promise that uh, was, had been given to them. And so, as I say, first and foremost, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4, we, we read those words, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. The Lord God identifying himself as the only God. You may be surrounded by all of these other idols or gods. There might be uh, shrines. You may uh, come across them from time to time in, uh, in your day-to-day -day life. You might even see the, the, the peoples who dwell in the land bowing down and worshipping, but that is not for you. There is only one God, Lord God Almighty, Yahweh, the covenant king of Israel. And what are they then to do in verse 5? They, they shall love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. To cling on to God for all their worth. To hold on to him. Day by day, hour by hour, moment by moment. Each and every breath with each and every breath that they take, to love God, the Lord thy God, all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. This is in verse 6 of Deuteronomy chapter 6. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. Not just some legalistic, moralistic attitude that they are to have, but written upon their hearts. And we know, don't we, the Lord has given us a heart of flesh. Our heart of stone has been taken out. And we put that heart of flesh, which now can live and beat for the Lord God Almighty. He's put that, that, that new heart within us. Shall be in your heart heart, in your very being, everything about you. And as days go on, this, this love should increase. This understanding of the Lord God Almighty should increase as you bow down before him, as you read his word. As we move on to verse 7, and thou shalt, this is where we get to the bit that the, uh, the, the Israelites in the, in, we're reading in, in the book of Judges just did not do. Thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Thou shalt teach them diligently 
unto thy children. What were they to teach them? Who God is and what he has done for them. I shall teach them diligently unto thy children. Teach them while they are, uh, uh, when you're talking with them, when, when you're sitting in your house, when you're walking by the way. When you lie down, when you rise up. Here we have every moment, every waking hour, you're spending really with your children as you're walking with them, as you're talking with them, as you're lying down to go to bed at night, as you're waking up in the morning, as you're eating with them. Teach them diligently. Teach them to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength what is contained within your heart. And I shall, and then that practicality, isn't it, that thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand. So you might even have written something on your hand. So as you go along, you be looking down, you think, oh yes. Bind them for a sign upon thy hand. They shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And that's what they even did. They saw him wrote in very small scripts, so that then even when you when maybe a family member looked, they would be reminded of the word of God, the law of God. Write them upon the posts of thy house. So when you entered or when you left your very own home, you'd be reminded. And also, as it says, even then, put them on the gates of the city. So not just a, a, a family but also city-wide, the whole city. To know who God is and what he has done. To be known by all. And we see, don't we, not just in our families, but as a nation, in our schools, in our government, even. The word of God is, is no longer preached. Prayers are no longer given in many instances in our schools to the living God. This God who is to be known by all. To be known by all. Not just some pharisaical, legalistic uh, understanding of God, but it's just what's been written on your heart. The children to be taught that whatever is done by the, the hand, whatever is done by the mind, be governed by the word of God. To be governed by the word of God, whether they come, whether they go, whether they sit, whether they stand, whether they sleep, whether they, when they rise. Everything governed by the word of of God, that He is their all in all. The breath that they breathe has been given to them by God. The food that they eat has been given to them by God. The work that they do has been given them to by, by God, given to them by God. And then a few verses later in uh, Deuteronomy chapter six, verse twenty, you, you have those. 
there's, a time, there's going to be a time comes when, 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 when your son comes in and he says, well, what, 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 does, what do these testimonies mean? What are these statutes and the judgments which the Lord our God hath commanded you? Why? What's the reason behind this? It's not just because it is, but what's the reason? Why did God do this? Why did God say such and such? Explain it. Expound it. So that the child may understand not just the character of God, but, but the, the actions of God in history. This is what he did, and this is what he accomplished, and this is why he did them. That's what he goes on to say, isn't it? As then you shall say until I said, well, we were Pharaoh's bondmen in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand, and the Lord showed signs and wonders great and sore upon Egypt, upon Pharaoh and upon all his household before our eyes. And he brought us out from thence that he might bring us in to give us the land which he swore unto our Fathers, and the Lord commanded us to do all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as it is at this day. And it shall be our righteousness if we observe to do all these commandments before the Lord our God as he hath commanded us. The law given for the good of the people for the survival even of the people, that all may be good. If we observe, shall be our, to do all these commandments, it should be to our righteousness. To our righteousness. To keep, to guard a family here. Our children. To, to bring them up, knowing and understanding. We see as we, we look back into just recent uh, history of our nation, and we look across even at other nations as well, how, how, how Christianity has just been lost to, to generation after generation because the word, the commandments, the testimony of the Lord God Almighty, what he has done has not been passed down from generation to generation. The children must know two things. They must know the Lord and they must know what the Lord has done. They must know the Lord and they must know what the Lord has done. And if the children know these things, then the, the, they'll be staying uh, in this land of milk and honey, the, the promised land. But if they forget, they do not keep these commandments, surely they will be cast out. And we read that, don't we, as the uh, future generations just uh, taken off into, into exile. And so that is really the, uh, the, the background to uh, what uh, is happening here. As we read in Judges, here we have the, the first generation following God. But then you haven't then passed down who God is and what he has done to the next, to, the, to their children. And then what we see is that that, that response, isn't it? That uh, we have that response about 
uh, this, the, and, and which, which, is, which is a failure. They respond by failing. This, this generation. Verse 10, as we, we read in, in, in Judges chapter 2. And, and also all that generation were gathered unto their fathers, and there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord. Which knew not the Lord. Nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. Fathers had not passed down to their sons, to their children, who the Lord was and the works that he had done. This great sadness then comes over the, the, the land. The first generation failing to teach their children about God. And the, the, the children then grew up ignorant of what was being commanded of them. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, they did not know the Lord and they did not know his works on behalf of Israel. And so we see time and time again in, in Judges, even when we come into the, 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 the kings, how uh, even with, with David, isn't it? We come to David, great man of God, a man after God's own heart, who, who worshipped the living God. Solomon, then his son, started off well, and by the time, but then he ended very badly. And then by the time it got to his son, just David's grandson, the, the next generation, the second generation after David, as it were, just completely evil in the sight of God. How quickly, and how quickly also, as we, we read how, how that, uh, the, the land really was uh, just, just ripe for uh, being uh, uh, taken into, into captivity. The, uh, the kingdoms were split between the north and the south. And the great sadness came upon the land, and we, uh, we see just how quickly that happened. And we see also here in the book of Judges how quickly we see that happening. And also we could say even in... Uh, and some, some of the, you all know how churches were, were, were full, Sunday schools were, were brimming to, to overflowing, and, and now we, we look and we see a couple of generations later how this, this great sadness has, has overtaken us. And what is happening really is, if we go back to uh, uh, Judges again, in verse, verse 6, Joshua in Judges chapter 2, verse 6, Joshua had let the people go. He dismissed, he dismissed the people. He said, you are now in the land. The land is now yours, this land flowing with milk and honey, the promised land. And he dismissed the people and they went into the land. And we read, don't we? The children of Israel went every man unto his inheritance to possess the land. They, they, they settled down. They settled down. And they could have said, well, we've, we've, we've done it. We've crossed over. We've had those years in the wilderness. We've had our battles. We've had our wars. We are now in the land. The land flowing with milk and honey. We can now settle down. We might so like think that's we read verse uh, uh, 6 and uh, we read verse, verse, verse 7. 
And we think all is going well. But when we realize what is happening, which we subsequently realize, and we, 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 as, as, as this second introduction of Judges chapter 2 tells us, is that they settled down too quickly. Yes, they were in the land. But also, as we read through that chapter, what we read was that the Lord God did not drive out through the battles of the Israelites that they should have been fighting the peoples who were already in the nations, who were already in the land, the promised land. And so, therefore, they settled down amongst the alien, the foreigners, who should not have been there, as we remember. This land should have been pure and holy and set apart for the worship of God Almighty. And yet they settled down too quickly and they thought, we've done it. The wars are over now. We're living at peace now. And they forgot what their mission was that, and the next generation forgot how to war. We see that again when we come into, into kings as well, that the generation, they, just, they forgot how to, to fight battles. They forgot that they were still, or should have been still, in a battle against the people who lived there. And we think of our own day, and we, we think of the, the Reformation that took place in, in, in Europe, so 500 years ago. And Scotland knew because they, they knew their, uh, and uh, Knox and others like him, they, 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 they knew that they had to battle against the Holy Roman Empire, against the Roman Catholicism, to outlaw it, to, to get rid of it, so that there would be that one uh, Presbyterian uh, church. Obviously, we know uh, further south and in England and across the continent, they, 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 they lived amongst they did not battle to the end. But even we know here in this country, our Catholicism and Episcopalianism is, is still amongst us. Not to say that we have to battle against uh, uh, Roman Catholicism in that, in that sense or Episcopalianism. But we realize, what we should be realizing is that we are at war with the world and the flesh and the devil. And the question I have for us this night is, do we settle down too quickly? Do we think, okay, we, we're there now. I invited the Lord Jesus into my heart. I'm going to get to heaven. So the question is, have you stopped fighting that fight against your sin? Against your own flesh, your old flesh? You stop fighting even against the world. It's so, so good, isn't it, to see this just in the general assembly, just being reminded of how much the church is, should be against uh, governments, the society that we live in and, and the standards that they have. We're in a fight, we're in a battle here. It's the world, the flesh and the devil. And the devil was perfectly happy here just to see what was happening. The people settling down, thinking, yes, we were in the land, the land flowing of milk and honey. And yet they started to intermarry. And it's difficult, isn't it, to, to really then be, be battling against family members, against children who uh, um, have been brought up 
by their mothers into marriage. And so therefore we need, as we come back to ourselves this day, really to, to guard against that, to be reminded who the Lord is and what he has done for us. There's an encouragement to, uh, to fathers, to, uh, uh, to families, to keep on keeping on uh, around your tables, to fellowship over meals together, and not just families with young children, but husbands and wives if you, uh, and families of, uh, of, of together. It doesn't matter how big, it might be only one of you in, in a family, but remember to, to sit around the word. If even you're only on your own or you gathered with one of a family member. It's so crucial, isn't it, to, to tell one another of who the Lord God is and what he has done. To keep your testimonies up to date. It's very easy sometimes to think when somebody asks to give you your testimonies, they go, well, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, are you still... Has your testimony moved on? Is the Lord God still working in your life? Or is it just you just living off what happened maybe many years ago? So therefore, you need to be uh, uh, reminded. The children need to be reminded of the reality of the war that they should be in. Or they were going to be in. Not just that these wars were in the past, but to be reminded of these wars in the past because of the wars and battles that you are facing at the present. And so if they had been taught properly, they would have been taught that the, the, that the battle was still ongoing and they'd have been prepared for uh, the fight. Just uh, reminding of what the, the, the moderator said, um, uh, just the general assembly. I might have been, but maybe not, might be somebody else. I can't remember. But it's um, just really just to, to bring your, your children up, expecting to fight, expecting to face difficult decisions, whether it's taking uh, employment. Um, which you won't take because they expect you to work on the Lord's day. Whether it be when you uh, get to an age where you uh, are looking for a, a companion and you, you won't be looking for someone who is not a fellow believer because you do not want to be unequally yoked. And if you have all of these things set in place, if you know about all of these things, then the, then the battles you face with employers or the battle that you face with uh, when you are, are looking for a, a, um, a spouse, then that, that will be an easy battle to win. And we need to be reminded that each and every one of us has battles. And if we get to a point where we haven't thought about the consequences or if we haven't thought about I'm going to who the, remember who the Lord is and what he has done and what he's going to do, and when we're confronted by a situation, that's going to be more difficult to fight against it, to, to see, well, this is actually what the Lord God has already commanded of me, so therefore it is easy for me to not go down this path. But no, we sometimes we do not prepare our children, we do not prepare even ourselves for the battles that are ahead. 
if the children grow up without knowing who God is and what he has done. And then there is that great sadness in the land. Evil will come into the land. And the Lord God will, as we read in verse 15, whithersoever they went out, the hand of the Lord was against them for evil, as the Lord had said and as the Lord had sworn unto them. And they were greatly distressed. They were greatly distressed. And so really to uh, conclude here, the next verse has a wonderful word. Verse 16 of Judges chapter 2, the first word there, never the less, nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges which deliver them out of the hand of those that spoiled them. Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges which deliver them out of the hand that spoiled them. And immediately we recognize Christ Jesus as our Lord and Saviour. Christ Jesus, the, uh, the bridegroom, the perfect bridegroom, the one who protects his bride, the church, the one who nourishes and feeds his bride, the church, and also Christ, the one who uh, uh, speaks for us through his word, speaks to us through his word gives us the, the commands, the law, the statutes, the precepts. <clears throat> Nevertheless, the Lord, God Almighty, has given us Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, to save those who are lost, to deliver them out of the hand of the evil one. And so we turn to him, ultimately. We fall down before him, ultimately. We cry out to him, ultimately, to be saved from the chains of death which bind us, from the sin which captivates us. To be protected by Christ Jesus, our Savior, our Deliverer, our Kinsman Redeemer, the one who, whom God the Father sent into the world our uh, bridegroom the church's bridegroom nevertheless nevertheless and so we may look and we may think we've lost a generation we've lost two generations we might have lost three generations even in our society and we may think that we throw up our hands and say, well, what is the point? But we come to, again and again and again, uh, these words that we come across in verse 16. Nevertheless, the Lord raised up. Nevertheless, the Lord raised up. And we have that hope, therefore, in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Saviour, the Redeemer, the Saviour of, of, of those who would cry out to him for forgiveness. To cry out to him that they may walk in the commandments 
of the Lord God Almighty, to obey the commandments of the Lord. And rather than as we would read in the Israelites that they did not do that, we can say without hope that nevertheless the Lord God Almighty will has raised up Christ Jesus from the dead. Let us pray. Almighty God, we do come to uh, thee this night, and we do realize that uh, we have lost in the the church generation after generation uh, who have not been taught who thou art and what thou hast done. And not being taught the, the scriptures of the Old and the New Testament. Father God, we thank thee that thou dost not leave us or forsake us. That thy church is the bride of Christ, beautiful in, in the bridegroom's sight. And Lord, we pray that thou would give us that, that hope. Uh, that thou would uh, draw our people men, women, and children, families, uh, to worship, not just here in this place, but in churches that preach the gospel faithfully week in and week out. And Lord God, we pray especially for fathers at this time as they lead uh, their children in worship. Pray for mothers as they nurture and teach the, the, the children of who you are and what you have done. Pray for uh, grandparents and great-grandparents and uh, brothers and sisters whom we have here in this place, that we are this uh, family of, of believers. And so therefore none of us are, are, are um, orphans. None of us is without a... Uh, a family around about us. And so, Lord God, we pray for that unity of spirit in Thee, uh, that as Thou as one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, then we also may be one here in this place. None here would think that they lack a father, even, or a mother, or a brother, or a sister. Or... from the youngest to the, to the eldest, that we would know that we are part of the family of God and therefore brothers and sisters in, in Christ together and our family together where each and every one of us, have, as, um, as we pray in, uh, and, and promise even in baptismal vows as congregation to do all that we can to, uh, to see that a child is, is brought up uh, to know uh, the Lord God as uh, the Lord, the Lord, their, their Savior. And so we thank Thee that uh, Thou hast given us that that hope. That nevertheless, Thou art uh, uh, drawing men uh, to preach uh, Thy word, to pastor Thy flock. And we pray, Lord, that uh, in our moment of need here in this uh, denomination, even in this church, Lord, in this time of vacancy, that uh, Thy will be done regarding this here in this place, and across our denomination, Lord. We would have that hope 
and that we would bring up each and every one of us, from the youngest to the oldest, to know the Lord God and all that he has accomplished and done and is still doing even this day. In Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen. Amen. We uh, conclude our service uh, with Psalm 40, uh, the first five verses, the first five verses of Psalm uh, 40. I waited for the Lord my God and patiently did bear at length. To me he did incline my voice and cry to hear. He took me from a fearful pit and from the miry clay and on a rock he set my feet, establishing my way. The first five verses. I wait of Psalm 40, I waited for the Lord my God. I waited for the
May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with you all now and forevermore. Amen.